Um, and let's, let's do it then. Yeah. So cool. Uh, without further ado, I was thinking we do Gab, Matt, me, Gab, Matt, me. So Gab, you up first. Uh, we got Thursday night football. We got the battle of Ohio, Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is favored. The spread is five and a half points at the moment. Uh, and the over-under is 43. Vegas not thinking a very high-scoring game. Um, but, uh, Gab, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, well, I looked at the over – or I'm sorry, the uh, all-time record between the two. This is the, the Paul Brown Bowl. Obviously, mm-hmm. the history goes back that he created the Browns, um, got slighted by the his own franchise, and then ended up making the Bengals um, another city over. And um, long story short, his second franchise, the Bengals, they own the overall record at 51-42 and 42 overall. Uh, the recent trend, the Bengals have lost their last three of four to Cleveland. Um so looking at FanDuel currently, they actually moved the line, Steve, to six and a half. Uh, Cleveland's at minus six and a half, and they moved the over under to 43 and a half. So not really a barn burner of a Thursday night football game as we all expected. Um, if I'm going to make a pick uh, for my pick, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm not a big fan of rookie quarterbacks early on. Um, in their first years, especially a guy like Joe Burrow, who he's got offensive weapons around him, but their line is atrocious. Joe Mixon has absolutely zero running room. There is nowhere for him to go, so they can't put in the play action to kind of take off some of that pressure on Burrow. So he's going to be under duress on that front, the front seven that Cleveland has. Um, yeah, give me, give me Cleveland all day. Nice, nice. Gab came prepared with the notes. I like it. I, uh, I'm not sure how Matt has your feeling. Uh, I got notes too. So we'll see how this goes. But um, I also have notes. So Matt, how you I got the, about I this, actually uh, am, the, I'm taking the Bengals. Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals, especially with the plus five and a half. Or, um, the Browns, obviously without Jarvis. Um, but I think the big thing is, from what I saw of the game, Burroughs, I was fairly impressed. Um, I was especially impressed with the way he, you know, committed to, you know, the run on that uh, highlight reel. But I think it was Even just the two awesome minute drill at the him. end there, yeah. Yeah, yep, the two-minute drill. And just seeing him, like, he was comfortable. He looked comfortable in the pocket. Um, I usually agree with Gav, like, rookie quarterback's first year. I don't expect much, but he just looked very, very comfortable. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, and I think kind of talking about those rookie quarterbacks, we're talking about one that's no longer a rookie quarterback, but I think he's looking more and more like one as the years go along. Uh, Baker Mayfield just continues to disappoint. I mean, you saw Odell walking off the field this past weekend. If you did not get a chance to watch that game, uh, it was not a game. Uh, The Ravens showed up and the Browns did not. Um, And there was several times where Odell walked off the field not injured and sat out plays because Baker missed him on completely wide open plays. Uh, I saw a stat uh, statistician put together something that if Baker would have hit Odell, and Odell didn't run, uh, had no yak. He would have been 10 for 130 this past weekend. But instead, wow. his numbers were laughable, if not nothing at all, because well, I actually Baker not being able to get in the ball. So that moves into what I was going to say here. I think, agreeing with Matt, that I think the Bengals cover the spread, especially now it's moved to six and a half. However, I think Cleveland wins 
a close one because of they don't give Baker the chance to make the mistakes. I think they rely on Nick Chubb uh, to run the ball. I know it's not going to be a lot of fun, but I think we have uh, a kind of a gross Thursday night football uh, game. Um, I think the 43 and a half may be not touched. I think it's going to be under than that, lower than that uh, for better English. Um, yeah, the, this is not, I couldn't have pictured a better Thursday night football. Like to say Thursday night, they might as well follow it up with Jets and, and Dolphins next week. Like, yeah, it is. It, this isn't going to be a pretty game. Obviously, looking at, now, let's let's take it into consideration. Baltimore's defense is a hell of a yeah. lot better than what Cincinnati's is. Um, but just to look at Baker Mayfield's stat: twenty-one of thirty-nine for one eighty-nine, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. An overall QB rating of sixty-five. That's not going to win you many football games. I don't care if it's the Baltimore Ravens in their defense or if it's the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not going to do it for you. Beautiful. So Matt and uh, Matt is on the Bengals, but then Gav and I are taking uh, Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Cleveland and I for Gavin. Matt is taking Cincinnati. Yes, sir. Rift in camp already. I like it. All right. Game two uh, in my uh, little order here. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. games. We got the Atlanta Falcons going to Jerry World down there in Dallas. We got Dallas favored four and a half points. But uh, Vegas is also thinking the highest scoring game of the week, at least with the numbers that I grabbed, at 52 and a half points uh, for this game. Not a lot of defense, a lot of O. Matt, how do you see it? So I am taking uh, the Falcons in this game. Um, I think that the Cowboys, yes, they have many uh, wide receiver weapons, but I think a lot of what's happening right now is basically just a run game. You know, Zeke Zeke was played very, very well. Um, They had 136 uh, yards running last week. Um, but the uh, Falcons D had held Seattle to 84 rushing yards, um, which, you know, they don't necessarily have the best, best uh, running backs, but they did well enough to hold them, you know, keep them contained for the most part. And I think with the fact that, uh, you know, with Dak being a somewhat running quarterback, Zeke had both their touchdowns. Um, one was a pass to him. Um, but the other one was just a run, you know, a run more. I think it was a run more or less up the gut. Dak was 25 for 39, only had 266 yards total. And then that one TD to, to Zeke, I think, I think the Falcons are going to be able to contain Zeke to some extent and kind of sh- force uh, Dak to throw to other people. Nice. All right, so going to myself. I kind of followed in the same vein. Uh, I literally have in my notes, I imagine a lot of passing yards with like one touchdown each quarterback, like 260 to 350 each quarterback, but then one touchdown, maybe one to two interceptions for each guy. Just uh, I I don't expect this to be a great looking game um, because I don't think either team offers a whole lot on the defensive side. I think the Cowboys showed a little bit. I think that the front seven for the Falcons when healthy is good. Um, but then that, that the secondary just isn't it for me. So if Dak can light it up, he's got the weapons to do it. Gallup and uh, Cooper were highly underused, like uh, Matt was saying there. 
Um, the focus was on Zeke. But if that wins you football games and that's what they want to do, then that's what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, I had the Cowboys winning it easily. Um, I think the under is a play here if you're looking at betting. Um, because, like I said, I think the Cowboys will get out in front, keep canning it off to Zeke, let him eat all day long. Um, he may not get a lot of yardage. It may not look pretty, um, but I think the Cowboys get it done. And finish it off with uh, Mr. Gaff. Well, doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> not quite yet. <laughs> but uh, so, Matt, I'm going. You said 86 rushing yards for Seattle during the entire day. Uh, I think it was 84 rushing yards, but yeah, 84 rushing yards. Well, I'm going to combat that a little bit. Russell Wilson was 31 of 35. Okay, I'm not going to get away from throwing the football if my quarterback has four incompletions all day. Um, and that being said, I also own Chris Carson. Chris Carson had two touchdown receptions in the first quarter alone. Um, granted, Seattle is a completely different beast, but unfortunately, I just don't think the Falcons have the defensive firepower to keep up yeah. with what the wide receivers possess with Dallas. I think Zeke, you know, Chris Carson goes out and catches two touchdown passes, and that's just Chris Carson. Okay, no, no yeah. slight, yeah. no slight on him, but Zeke Elliott is a different animal. Um, the Cowboys are 15 and 11 all time against the Falcons. I know that's not a, not a great difference. Um, but uh, yeah. I, and another thing to, to kind of make note of is the Rams went out and paid a guy like Jalen Ramsey because yeah. he's Jalen Ramsey. Um, if, you know, because of who he is and what he does, he basically, you know, it's, it's, you know, the Richard Sherman effect where you basically take away in one entire side of the field. Um, so that really limits to what you can do as far as your out routes, your two minute drills, you're, you're stretching the ball. Um, you know, CD lamb looked good first game. Uh, I think he, he tallied about 60 yards or so, um, you know, against the secondary, like Atlanta, I have no doubt that he's, that he's going to put up at least 60, if not more. So, uh, give me the Cowboys, uh, straight up money line against the Falcons. Beautiful. So and I'm all I'm all for Zeke going off because I got Zeke on my team. So <laughs> if he do, yeah. if he just happens to, that's fine by me. Yeah, that's what. Uh, when we get to the notes for uh, fantasy, yeah, we'll go over that too. All right, my turn here. Um, got the Bills at the Dolphins. Bills, obviously. Oh God, favorite here. <laughs> yeah. um, I was. I, I realized where this crumbled. I was like, man, I got such a lame game to kind of go off and kick off first. Uh, four and a half points is the spread, uh, and 41 uh, is the over-under. So they're thinking a very low-scoring game. Uh, Bill's just controlling it on the offense. Um, I have in a bit of a different light. I think you can hit the over on this thing. I think the Bills are going to highlight their offense. Um, I watched a good bit of the Patriots game, and just from what I saw with the talent that New England has, uh, the Bills have upgrades in certain areas, like slot wide receiver, uh, tight end position, and I'm interested to see how Josh Allen plays this weekend. Cam Newton put up 60 yards rushing this past weekend against the Miami Dolphins, so and that's coming into his first game in a system where we don't know if they're even going to let a quarterback run like it's historically haven't, but that's for obvious other reasons for athletic purposes. Um, so I think Josh Allen has a great day. I think uh, John Brown has a great day. Uh, I think this overall that the Bills contain 
the whatever the Dolphins are going to try and put in terms of offense. Now, if anybody has Devontae Parker, uh, last season he ate in both of the games against the Buffalo Bills because they had nowhere else to go. Uh, so if you got Devontae Parker, congrats. This weekend's going to be fun for you. You'll have a PPR uh, dream come true. So yep, that's my take on the Bills and Dolphins. All right, so um, just some quick hitters for you. Bills have won three of the last four against the Dolphins. They've won seven of the last ten against the Dolphins. If there's anything that's holding you back from taking the Bills, it's the fact that in their last five road games down in Miami, they're only three and two. Other than that, the Miami Dolphins had a whopping three points through three quarters against the New England Patriots. Granted, New England Patriots defense, but they've been hyping up this Buffalo Bills defense Buffalo uh, Bills since defense the middle of last year. It is legitimate. Yep. They they know what they're doing. They know how to run the defensive schemes. Sean McDermott is a defensive genius. Okay, let's not get away from that. And they've drafted really, really well, especially along the line. Um, so yeah, give me the Bills straight up over the Dolphins this weekend. I don't even think it's that close. Yeah, I I agree as well. I I mean. I think the Buffalo defense is just going to outperform Miami on so many levels. Last week was 267 total yards allowed for Buffalo versus Miami's astounding 372. And then Josh Allen ran for 57, 57 yards and a touchdown with that game. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't see this being a close game. I'll be definitely flipping the script this weekend. And um, I don't know. I got Dak. And he goes against Atlanta, and if that script goes the right way, where they have a like throw shootout, then yeah, I'm gonna have a great weekend. But if they have what I think is probably gonna have, where they let Zeke control the game, then I am in a much better spot starting Josh Allen. But that's for future discussion. Um, the next game here is going to be the Panthers at Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored at home, uh, despite looking a little shaky at times against New Orleans, but it is the first game together, so chemistry is rocky at that point. Interesting spread. Nine and a half points. The largest spread of the weekend, oh. uh, Carolina at Tampa, uh, an implied point total of 47 and a half uh, for that over-under Matt, where do you see this game going? Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks. Um, I think Brady's going to want to make up for his two picks against New Orleans, and I think he's going to take it out on the Panthers. Um, I think the let's see the Bucks own Bucks D only allowed 198 passing yards against New Orleans, which with Drew Brees at quarterback is is fairly fairly good. Um, plus, uh, Carolina also has two of their uh, corners uh, that are questionable. So it's going to depend on one, what they play. Deontay, uh, Dante Jackson is, has an ankle injury. And uh, what is it? Stenton Tom, St- Stentley Thomas Oliver has is also questionable, but I couldn't find what his in- injury was. So I I see Brady making a making a statement this weekend after after being called out by uh, by the coach. Um, so I'm also going to take the Buccaneers. Uh, the trends are mostly even across the board. Panthers own the all-time record 24 to 15. Oddly enough, the Buccaneers have been around for a lot longer. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Panthers hold the trend. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is just one of those quarterbacks that for whatever reason, he just doesn't turn the football over. I mean, he's always been consistently, um, 
conscious of of the football. He did it in Minnesota. He did it when he filled in for Breeze last year in New Orleans, and uh, he did it well against Las Vegas. Now, I'm not saying that Vegas has the defense that's going to create too many turnovers, but um, especially in a in a you know training camp short training camp shortened um, season, uh, and the fact that you have no preseason. And this is a brand new team for you. The continuity, I mean, to put up 30 points in a team that had a top 10 pick this past year, that's that's a big deal. Um, so I'll still take Buccaneers. Um, I like, uh, you know, obviously Bruce Arians is saying that Mike Evans needs more targets. Um, he was saying that they're going to try and get him about 10 a game. So owning Mike Evans is going to be a big deal, which I do. Um, Ronald Jones also has a fantastic matchup because if you look at um, if you look at what Josh Jacobs from the Raiders did to Carolina's defense, I mean, Carolina has the worst rushing defense in the NFL. He put up, I believe it was 35 points in our league mm-hmm. against Carolina's defense. Um, so hammer Tampa's running backs, hammer Mike Evans. Um, I am actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I would also take Buccaneers spread because I think this is a Tom Brady revenge game. Nice. Yep. Wow. Ten points at least. I, mean, I can see that absolutely happening, um, and it can happen quick and easy. Uh, I also have the Buccaneers win. Uh, I think that yeah, exactly that. Tom Brady. And I don't think he comes out and slaughters. I just don't think he makes any mistakes. Uh, I think exactly what Bruce Arians is talking about. I think they're going to come up with a better game plan. Um, I was joking with my friends at work. Saw far too many tight end screens to Rob Gronkowski and they just continuously did not work. So I think they're going to reassess talent, reassess what they actually do have. And that is amazing wide receivers Uh, get on the same page with them. You know, that Tom Brady interception uh, with Mike Evans running a 10 yard curl route and him running a 20 yard, uh, throwing a 20 yard fade route is not going to equate to success. Um, So that was, an interesting game. But yeah, Carolina is going to do their darndest uh, with Bridgewater and CMC, but it's not going to be anywhere near enough. It's going to be Tampa. Um, but yeah, like I said, I wouldn't bet the over on this. I wouldn't have bet the Buccaneers to cover the spread. Uh, I do straight up myself because uh, 10 is, is, is a number of points. So, um, but I do get it. So, alrighty, it lines up well. He gets to talk about his own team. Matt, this weekend we got Denver traveling into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is uh, favored. Seven and a half points is the spread, uh, and 41 and a half is the uh, point total for over under. Uh, it is the second lowest scoring total game, just over that Bills Dolphins uh, by a half point. So, what are you thinking? Uh, I do think. The Steelers are going to win. However, I am not touching any part of bets on this one. Um, the Steelers did not look good in the first, especially the first half of the, of the game last week. Um, but they did only allow 29 rushing yards. Um, and with an injury-prone uh, Broncos offense, um, we got Sutton on with a shoulder sprain. Phil, um, Philip Lindsay with a toe injury. He's getting an MRI on that. And then uh, I believe it's Hamler with a with a hamstring injury. Um, I don't. I think that they'll be able to throw the ball no problem. I don't think. Uh, I continue to see, see Connor not be as relevant as I would like him to be, um, because I think they're going to have to rely mostly on 
uh, throwing the ball in order to in order to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game, which again is why I'm not touching it. Pittsburgh could 100% lose this game if they screw around with this. So you are picking Denver, or sorry. No, I'm taking Pittsburgh, um, but I am not touching. I'm not touching any part of any part of bets on this. Yeah, uh, to follow up on that one, um, I am in the same exact boat. I I think the Steelers win from a, like that like organizational maturity type thing. Like you just, they seem like they got it more together. The Titans found a way to win. I don't think Benny Snell is going to be Derrick Henry or Connor, whoever gets the start until Connor is butthurt that he can't find any running room and then he sets himself out. Um, so it doesn't make much of a difference. I don't think that you guys will get going on the ground. Um, but if Juju is healthy, I saw that he's got a knee injury. Um, if he is healthy, Ben is healthy. I, I hear that he was just it was precautionary. The game was at, like in hand, so they kind of just sat him off to make sure his elbow was good. Uh, as long as those two guys are healthy, I think the Steelers absolutely like the figure it out uh, mentality, which is exactly what I agree that I wouldn't touch this with uh, any amount of money uh, in terms of betting on it because uh, it is a toss up. But I'm giving it till about week five or six before Roethlisberger's out for a game for an elbow injury. I do. Too. Yeah, that's not a good luck when you're in that um, that Domino's pizza oven bag uh, by week one already. So, yeah, what you uh, what you feeling about Denver going in and visiting Pittsburgh? Denver actually holds the all-time record at 15, 8, and 1. They don't play very often, but the last five times they've played, Denver's won four of the last five. Um, Denver is coming cross country to Tim the western Tebow. side of Pennsylvania. Yep, Tim Tebow. But Denver <laughs> coming across the country to Pittsburgh to play the game. Um, if I'm a betting man, I'm taking Denver plus seven and a half. But for the pick yeah. and pur- for the pick and purposes, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think they win this game based on their defense. I think they have the best front seven in the league, in my opinion, especially after Week One. They're young. They fly to the ball. Um, if you can bottle up a guy like Saquon Barkley to a whopping. Uh, seven rushing yards for the or six rushing yards for the entire game, which by the way, an odds boost at Saquon Barkley over nine and a half, and I can't hit that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, give me the give me the Steelers, <laughs> give me the defense. I think they steal one from Denver. I got a nineteen to fourteen final. Beautiful. Alrighty. Moving right along here, we got uh, Lions at Packers. We got the Detroit Lions who should have won the game. And then the Green Bay Packers, who the narrative continues of probably should have lost and continue to find ways to win. Um, I have this as an absolute shootout. I have Kenny Galladay on my fantasy team. I hope he's healthy. But if he is, I don't see much defense going to be played in this game. Uh, Vegas has the Packers favored. Uh, They have the point total at 49 and a half uh, which is the second highest total behind the Falcons Cowboys uh, dumpster fire defenseless game um, and then yeah six and a half point spread so they they think the Packers have it handily almost by a touchdown uh, is where that line is at so I agree I think Green Bay puts this game away um, but I think that we have some drama, and I think that no matter what, most of the points are going to be scored in that fourth quarter going back and forth. Um, and I, but like I said, I think Green Bay just has too much heat, uh, holds off the, uh, the 
Detroit Lions there late in the game. I will. Uh, I'll jump in on this. Um, they pay. This is going to be the 180th meeting between the teams all time. I don't have any fun stats for you after mm-hmm. that. All I wrote after this was Rodgers. Okay, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You do not mess with this man. And clearly, them drafting. You know, drafting a quarterback in the first round, he's got a little something to prove. And he spread the football around a little bit. Devontae Adams, Marquez mm-hmm. Valdez, Scantling. I mean, yep. I'm pretty sure today, um, yesterday ended the waiver wire and today uh, started free agency. And guys are spending money on the waiver wire for um, MVS and, um, you know, guys like Geronimo Allison. It's like, who in the, when, when would you ever pick up a guy like Geronimo Allison unless you've got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football all the time? Um, yeah, give me the Packers. Um, do not count out a guy like Matthew Stafford, especially this week. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Packers defense. Um, you know, Stafford's been a consistent quarterback for the last decade. I mean, that's all he's done is put up these massive passing yard numbers. Um, unfortunately for him, Matt Patricia, the defensive guru that came over from New England, doesn't know how to build a defense. He just knows how to work with what he's got because Bill Belichick told him what to do. <laughs> Nope, I pretty much agree 100%. Packers are going to win the game. Um, the only thing I have is last week, uh, Stafford averaged a, a solid 57% completion, uh, had 57% completion um, versus Rodgers, 72.7. Um, so, I again, I think this is what Gav said. I think this is going to be a Rodgers game, and he's just going to he's gonna outperform. Nice. All righty. Well, we move on. The Jacksonville Jaguars, which I will say surprised the almighty everything out of me this past weekend. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that. I don't think anyone – they lost so many names. and It's always drama in their camp. And they just go out and win. Like Gardner Minshew just has something. So we got Jacksonville, and then we got the Tennessee Titans, who – so, like I said, when they played the Denver Broncos, they didn't look good ever, but they won. They won the game. Derrick Henry was met in the backfield every play and ended up with uh, 100 and some yards rushing. Like, it, they just they just win football games. So, we got <laughs> Jacksonville going into Tennessee. Tennessee is the favorite team. Uh, we have uh, a pretty large uh, spread here at eight and a half uh, and a 42 over under Gavin, you're kicking us off for this game at the AFC. South. So to start off the AFC South, I like this matchup. I'm Me actually too. a big, I'm a big fan of this game. I don't know why I, for whatever reason, I love good defensive football teams. It's, you know, it's, it's just fun to watch. Um, the Titans overall are 29 and 21 all time. Uh, they have won seven of their last 10. And get this, guys, eight of the last 10 games between these two teams have been decided by double digits or more. Um, so what do we say the line was here? It's eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm, ha- I'm hammering. Give me Tennessee. Give me over eight and a half. I think they steamroll him. A guy like Derrick Henry who ran the football. Now, you said that he was getting that in the backfield, but he also touched the football 31 times in the game. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, that 16-14 to 14 score against Denver is a little deceiving. Steven Goskowski missed three field goals throughout yeah. that game. That, that game looks a lot closer than what it actually was. I think Tennessee could have run away with that real early. Um, yeah, give me Tennessee um, over uh, over Jacksonville. No disrespect. Love what Gardner, Gardner Minshew does, and I, I, 
I really, uh, I'm having a hard time figuring out Jacksonville's um, their backfield too. Uh, it, it's yeah, to me, to me, it's a mess. Robinson comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden is just a stud week one, like Leonard. Who? I was, I was, I was so zeroed in on Ryquell Armstead being the starting guy, and when I find out that he's sitting behind this undraft, you know, this undrafted rookie, you know. <laughs> Hey, welcome, welcome to fantasy football. Welcome to the NFL, especially with no preseason. You just have no clue what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, that being said, I'm taking Titans at home against the Jaguars, double digits. I think they go uh, more than eight and a half in this one. Nice. Yep. I had originally Titans at nine uh, when uh, I looked up everything. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Gav. Um, Jacksonville allowed 363 pass, uh, yards, passing yards last week. And the Titans are just all around a good team. Um, you know, they targeted, they had 43 total targets last week um, with eight different people uh, participating in that uh, yardage, as well as Den- Derrick Henry with 30, those 31 touches. He only averaged about 3.7, but his longest was 13. So I, I just think the pass is going to be key in this game, and I think the Titans are just going to pick the Jags apart. Nice. Alrighty, I love this because we're not writing the same thing. I wrote Minshew Magic. <laughs> so with that, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to at least cover the spread and not get beat up and keep this thing cl- uh, grossly closed for whatever reason. Gaskowski keeps it closed for whatever reason. It's a 16-14 type of game. Uh, it, it doesn't look great. I think the Titans absolutely could and probably, if I'm being honest, will win this. Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Like I said, he just runs through guys he's not supposed to be running through. He's not even having the same level of blocking that he had last season, at least from week one. And it is Denver in Denver um, of, uh, like we talked about, no preseason, no training camp. Um off season, so yeah, I, uh, I but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, undrafted rookie running back, uh, these wide receivers of no names, they, they let everyone go who speaks up and speaks against. There's like this weird trout over Jacksonville, um, and they figured it out last week. And I'm gonna ride the magic, uh, I think they get it again this upcoming weekend, uh, in Tennessee. Cool. Alrighty. Nice. Moving on to, I believe, myself, Gav, Matt, myself. Yep. Um, we got LA going to Philadelphia. We got Philadelphia, uh, or no, LA as the favorite. Uh, one and a half points is the spread. Uh, the closest game of the weekend. Uh, and 47 points is the over-under. So right there in the middle of the pack. Um, like I said, Vegas has the Rams favored in this pick more or less, but I think maybe Gavin will be happy to hear. I'm going to take the the birds. I'm going to say a, a win one for the Gipper. Uh, I know that the cards are still stacked. Excuse me, against them in terms of injuries, things not looking too hot in that regard. And it didn't look great. You don't give up eight sacks to to 
Washington, but Washington has a great front line, like an absolutely incredible one. So many uh, first round picks loaded up there uh, and they, they showed it. So hopefully I think this will be what happens. Uh, Carson Wentz and the, uh, those wide receivers figure it out. Jalen Rager looked good. I think he's going to be at number one for that team uh, really soon. I think people will be forgetting about uh, these wide receivers of past who are aged and just get hurt all the time and hopefully no the ones who drop the ball can be forgotten about too uh and you know this is a good weekend for the birds i don't think the rams offer a lot i i I don't know what it is about golf i i haven't liked him i don't like him um so maybe that plays into it as well uh some personal bias but either those nonetheless uh philadelphia getting the close win this weekend uh in a toss-up Uh, I think that would be Gav following me up. So you say win one for the Gipper. I say win one for the Gimpy. Uh, <laughs> there it is, yeah. The, <laughs> the Eagles are so beat up. And and granted, you know, while I do agree with you that, you know, the Rams defensive front four and the defensive front seven are not, not really what Washington is trying to build. Lest we forget that they still have an all-pro by the name of Aaron Donald who throws people around. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the man is an absolute animal. That's what he is. He's a man. He's a man playing with boys. And, and um, you know, I, I just kind of referencing the Gimpy for all the, for all the injuries that the Eagles have had. You know, Lane Johnson was out last week. Jack Driscoll, who was his replacement, got hurt. No, they didn't have a right man. guard to cover them, so they had to bring in Jordan, uh, yeah, Jordan Mailata to cover in the right tackle spot. Uh, Jason Peters has a knee issue. I was looking at the injury report today. Um, Jason Peters has a knee issue. They're talking about uh, Deshaun Jackson um, giving him rest. They're talking, you know, just all these all these injuries. They didn't have Miles Sanders last week. Now, let me go back for a minute. If and only if Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders are able to come back this week. Do I think it gives Philadelphia a chance, at least a snowball's chance in hell? Um, but you know, for all the injuries and especially at the defensive front, the Eagles are going to lose Vinnie Curry. The Eagles are going to lose Brandon Graham because of the concussion protocol. I still haven't heard that he's cleared anything yet um, to this point. Um, but I mean, they're missing their top two pass rushers, uh, other than Fletcher Cox. They've got you know, injuries littered all throughout the offensive line. Um, you know, Carson Wentz looked like he was a dead man standing in the pocket. For whatever reason, Doug got away from the game plan of rolling the pocket at points. Um, oddly enough, the Eagles have won six straight since 2005 against the Rams, but I am going against every moral, moral fiber of my being. If I want to win a pick I'm taking the Rams this week. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with Gav. I think the Rams are taking it. Um, again, I'm just going off of what Gav said. He and I are on the same wavelength here. Aaron Donald's going to be the key. I think he's just going to manhandle what's left of that Eagles line. Um, they only had 57 rushing yards, so with what's left of the Eagles line, I mean, he threw Zeke into Dak last week. He was threw two other linemen down. I himself, like, I just think he's going to put too much pressure on Wentz, and I don't think he's going to have time to throw the ball. I don't see eight sacks like like Washington got, but I think I think it's going to be too much pressure for him. Nice. All righty. Well, that was the halfway point of the NFL schedule here. Um, 
at uh, 38 minutes of recording time here, so that's not too bad. Uh, just keep moving along. Vikings at Colts. Uh, Vegas has Indianapolis favored uh, this weekend at home. Three-point favorite and 48.5 is the over-under. Uh, Gav, what are your thoughts? Colts on the overall record at 16-7-1 all-time. Indy's won the last five meetings against the Vikings. Um, if you own Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, you've got to be – you've got to be pretty happy with where you're at right now. Unfortunately, it comes at a cost with a guy losing a guy like Marlon Mack, um, a torn Achilles, and especially uh, in a contract year for Marlon Mack, who kind of needed to have a big season, especially with them drafting a second-round rookie running back. Um, likely don't see him getting re-signed by the Colts. I'm kind of bullish on this game. I'm really not 100% sure how I how I feel about this game. Um, the Vikings are still going to be missing Daniel Hunter along the edge. Um Philip Rivers is just kind of that quarterback for whatever reason. Uh, you know, he's going to throw multiple touchdowns and multiple interceptions. He drives you nuts as a fantasy owner. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins is, I think he's going to take care of the ball a little bit better, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a toss up. Give me, uh, I'll tell you what, give me, give me Vikings on the road Vikings. against, against Andy. I, unfortunately, one of these teams has to go. zero and two, and I think the Colts have a little bit more to figure out offensively. So you're picking the underdog on the road. Cool. cool. All righty, Matt, your thoughts. I am going the opposite way. I'm taking Indy. Um, Indy threw for 363 yards last week. Um, 46 targets between nine different receivers. Um, I think with the Vikings allowed 364 yards uh, last week, um, just in the pass alone, I think, again, Indy's just going to overwhelm with nine different receivers. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep track of everybody. I think the... Like I said, I think I think Indy's going to overwhelm the secondary, and they're not going to know kind of what to do. Um, but yeah, I River as far as Rivers and Cousins, I agree. I think it's kind of a toss up between the two. They're both going to make their mistakes. Rivers was seventy eight percent completion last week versus Cousins seventy six. So again, I think that part of it's going to be a toss up. But I think Indy just has too many too many more offensive weapons against a, a Viking secondary that doesn't seem to be able to contain much yeah so that's the thing i agree a thousand percent on the fact that the viking secondary scares the life out of me the problem is you fight that with noodle armed philip rivers he just doesn't have the ability to throw the ball down the field it seems like he has weapons um i was the fortunate one to get paris campbell so i hope he figures it out um against a team that he absolutely can figure it out against um, with the weapons that he has. But I actually go the side of Gavin, and I'm picking the upset as well. Uh, the one thing that always veers me away from picking the Vikings on the road is the fact that they got to go outdoors all of a sudden. And this game is going to be inside at Lucas Oil. Uh, so I think it's just like normal for them Uh yeah, I think they you got a game that is too close to put money on. And that'll move us, Matt, on to the Giants and Chicago. Giants are going into Chicago where the Bears are favorited uh, by five and a half uh, with an over-under of 42. How do you got this one playing out? I When I was going through doing research on this game, I was so torn. I could not figure out who I wanted to pick. The Giants looked terrible against the Steelers. 
But numbers wise, I numbers wise, if you go strictly numbers, it should be the Giants, at least as far as going off of last week. Uh, the Bears allowed 435 total yards um, versus the Giants 370. Trubisky was a 55% completion, with uh, while uh, your boy Daniel Jones had a 60 uh, 63. Um, and I think I think between Slayton, hopefully Saquon can get started this week, and Shepard, they're gonna just oh kind of pick please. apart the Bears. I really think Saquon is going to have a good game. I think he needs a good bounce-back game after that pathetic showing uh, last week. But I'm I'm going to lean towards the Giants. All right. Uh, so I get to follow that up with my hot take here. Uh, I heard today the Bears and Allen Robinson had a mutual – uh, discussion or a very positive one have come out on the other side. They had a win last week. Trubisky, like you said, 55%, but I think he still came out and slang it. Um, so uh, I think that this game is going to be ugly. Um, but the one thing that the Bears have that the Giants don't have is somewhat of a comp- uh, confident defense. Uh, whereas the Giants, I just don't see them being able to really hold down uh, what the Bears have to offer. I see Tariq Cohen getting uh, involved heavily this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, I wrote here that if you have anyone for the Giants, uh, those garbage time fantasy points are going to be awesome. All year. I, I got Darius Slayton. Um, he's going to eat. Uh, the, hopefully, only hopefully, there's other options as well. But, yeah, the, the Giants are going to be down in a lot of games. Um, I don't think that uh, this is my take in terms of fantasy. I don't think Saquon's going to have as great of a year unless they start involving him more in the passing game uh, and less of the running because they just don't have that team set up for that type of team. Like, you can't pound the ball, control the clock like the Tennessee Titans do if you don't have a defense that can control the ball. If the other team just wipes and marches down the field uh, and puts up seven, that offensive line, that running back is going out there gas, and you're down seven points, guess what you're not going to do? Hand it off three times in a row. You're going to start throwing the ball. So you might as well start looking at those guys and developing them in the right manner. And I think that they got a lot of talent. I think Dan Jones is a good talent. I think he uh, should be given more freedom to kind of roll out and give uh, make those decisions, make mistakes if they happen. Uh, be a young quarterback uh, in an organization that shouldn't expect uh, a whole heck of a lot from it right now. They got a lot to do on defense before they ever take themselves uh, seriously, in my opinion. Though, And then, Gav, you wrap it up. Uh, Bears own the overall record 29-21-2. Um, I own Saquon Barkley. Monday night was an absolute disappointment. I didn't even want to watch the TV half the time. Um, yeah, Giants, Giants offensive line is is bad. Um, you know, they've, they've spent these first-round picks on young guys who didn't get much of a training camp. The offensive line's not great. Oh, by the way, um, the Bears have Khalil Mack. Yep. Let's, let's not forget about that. So, um, for, for all things considered, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears at home. Um, I do think – uh, Saquon's running against, um, they give, uh, you know, according to our league, um, in a PPR league, they give up, they gave up 151 yards to the running backs. 
um, which is tied for 21st. So for Saquon, that's a good matchup. I, you know, unfortunately, I just don't think Daniel Jones is going to have enough time in the pocket to be able to throw the football. Uh, so give me the Bears at home. All righty. This one should be pretty easy and quick for all of us. I can't imagine spending too much time on this one. The San Francisco 49ers are going to travel into the New York Jets, uh, to the Meadowlands there, and hang out with that team for a little bit. Uh, Vegas is seeing that the 49ers are favored by a touchdown, a flat touchdown, uh, and the over-under at 42 and a half points. Uh, I get to kick this one off. Uh, I hate the Jets, so don't expect me to talk anything good about them at any point in time. Uh, Adam Gase is their head coach, which is a laughable offense. Um, and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they are getting hurt up at a pretty alarming rate, so they need to figure that out. Yep. But there's still just too much talent on a Super Bowl contending team uh, to go in and have a hiccup with the Jets. I know it's across the country. Uh, I know, that, like I said, they just put Richard Sherman down for the season, or at least a good portion of it. Um, so... Yeah, uh, but you don't you don't lose to the Jets. So that's my take. Gab, what's your take? Uh, give me the 49ers. Uh, Niners are ten and three all time against the Jets. Um, ten games have been decided by six or more points, which oddly enough, Vegas has the line at plus or uh, at seven right now. Um, give me the give me the 49ers. Give me the spread. Give me the over seven. Um, on the road going into New York. I mean, if you're just going to do money line, it's minus 290 currently. Hammer that number. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, unfortunately with guys like Debo Samuel still out until week four, um, Garoppolo is going to be, I think Garoppolo is going to be checking down to his running backs and he's going to be looking for George Kittle as he should be. But the line's too good. I think the defense is too good. I, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's on IR. There's just there's not too many good things to say about the Jets and what they have right now, unfortunately. So give me the 49ers on the road. Yep, I agree 100%. 49ers all the way. Give me the give me the minus seven. I'll take all of it. Um, 49ers, like you said, Steve Sherman's on IR now. Um, here's a list of everybody that's injured at at the moment for the 49ers. Debo is on IR. Jalen Hurd is on IR. Chris, uh, Chris Thompson is on IR. Uh, Tavon Austin is on an IR. Richie James is questionable. Um, but the Jets are still the Jets. They still suck. Um, the offensive line is terrible. Uh, they only got 52 rushing yards between three running backs last week. So, yeah, there's – if the Niners lose to the Jets, then I think the, the Niners button. need to reevaluate some things. Those injuries are really hurting if you can't go cross-coast and beat the Jets. All righty. That wraps up for the 1 o'clock games. Um, moves through pretty hot. Looking at the first of the 4 o'clock games, we got the 1-0 in their entire franchise history as the Washington football team uh, traveling to uh, Arizona. It's going to be hot there uh, out in Arizona where the Arizona Cardinals are favored by 6.5. Uh, so if you think they're going to win by a touchdown, that is a good play there. Uh, and the over-under is sitting at 47.5. Uh, we kicked this one off with Gap. What are your thoughts on the Washington football team and the Arizona Cardinals? Well, like I said earlier against the Eagles when we were covering Eagles-Rams, um, Washington has a fantastic front defensive four. I think they've got a ton of talent. Um, unfortunately, though, especially from the first quarter, that's, you know, if that offense or the if that defensive front four isn't getting to the quarterback, they're in trouble uh, because that secondary is not good. 
Um, There's a number of times they had the top blown off of that defense. Wentz missed a couple throws deep late in the game that actually could have put the Eagles up um, and kind of put them away before um, things kind of spiraled out of control. Um, oh, and let's not forget, you've got Larry Fitzgerald on one side and the newly acquired DeAndre Hopkins on the other. So, With his career um, best day ever uh, <laughs> in his first game. Yep. And and not only that, but you know, with a with a dual threat quarterback like Kyler Murray, who's able to stand back there, sling it. Oh, and he can escape a little bit better than than a pocket passing quarterback like Wentz. Wentz has Wentz can move, but he doesn't have the speed and, and elusiveness that Kyler Murray has. Give me the Cardinals at home. Um, I'll take that all day. Wonderful. Right. Yeah, I again, Gav pretty much has what I have written down here. Um, Last week, just some some stats for that. Washington only allowed 57 rushing yards. However, they did la- allow 270 passing yards against the Eagles. And with the all with the offense that the Cardinals have, I just think they're going to again overwhelm Washington. And I think it's going to be honestly, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I'm taking the spread, probably the spread on this one too. Lovely. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement here, so not much more to talk about. Uh, I thought that was a very impressive performance by Washington. Uh, they proved, again, that their front at least four is incredible and that their front seven is above average. Um, so, uh, But Arizona is going to figure it out. That's easy. Matt, you get to flip this one up for us. Uh, we got Baltimore Ravens. Favored by seven points going down to Houston to visit the Texans. Uh, Vegas is thinking a high-scoring game, the second-highest total of the week at 52. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? I, man, I I don't know. I hate the Baltimore Ravens with everything in my soul. <laughs> um, but I think it's just going to be – I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not touching this game on any type of level with as far as bets. Um Both teams have good spreads of their offense. The Ravens last week, four different rushers for 107 yards, five different receivers for 272 of their 284 yards. Uh, The Texans had three rushers at 118 versus six receivers at 245 of 253. I think the difference is just going to be the quarterbacks. We got Watson at a 62.5 completion percentage. Versus Lamar at a 50, at an 80. Um, I think between Lamar running and that completion, completion percentage to that many different receivers, I think I think Baltimore is unfortunately going to win this game. Yeah, I follow up there on that one. Um, so I kind of go in a little bit of a different route. I think Baltimore is going to beat the piss out of the Texans. Um <laughs> I I just I see Deshaun Watson running around for his life. The Baltimore defense is swagger. Um, they got everything, and that offense. It doesn't matter what avenue you decide to approach uh, attacking uh, them, they figure it out in a new way. Now I know Cleveland is nothing to really set the bar or the standard at, um, but yeah, but I think you can take Baltimore. Uh, when we do, uh, Matt challenged us all on two surefire bets of the week. Uh, this was one of my ones that I think you should go grab. Um, they had the 52 as the over-under. I think you should hammer the over uh, because it's actually a uh, plus 120 bet at the time of this recording. Um, so if you take the over and the score is at least 26-26, um, 
you're going to get that money back plus some. So that's my opinion. Uh, I got the Ravens uh, covering the spread. So I've I've kind of got a similar take, but it's it's more it's more based on history and just kind of some things that you've seen. So the Ravens are eight and two all time against Houston. Uh, the last time the Ravens lost was December of 2014. Okay, so we're talking we're talking six years. At, and now, granted, they don't play too often, um, but uh, I mean, for God's sakes, what it's worth. Look at Lamar Jackson. And and, and the other thing yep. that I want to kind of note too is 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 Matt, you you bring up about the quarterbacks. I don't know if it was just me, but um, the, the Texans offense just – it looks so – Lost without uh, hot, uh, Hopkins. It, it looks discombobulated. It looks like it they looks need a number one wide receiver option. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, you know, no, that's – I agree 100%. You know, I, granted, they've they've got a long week. They were able to watch the Ravens game this weekend. They've probably done a little bit of prep, extra prep work um, in order to get ready for this kind of game, but – I mean, how do you stop a guy like Lamar Jackson? Side note, uh, how about the, how about the uh, the second coming of David Johnson? That was that was I a know, cool right. Thing. It was, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was interesting. So when you texted you me know. about that, I banked on I banked <laughs> on the idea when they traded Hopkins away, I was, and they went and got him. I was like, there is not going to be a whole because Fuller is going to get hurt, and they got they never commit to getting a, a, a solid tight end. I was like, they're going to have to give David Johnson the balls. If he stays healthy, he's going to have to get the ball, whether he wants to or not. And Deshaun Watson's going to be running around looking like, oh, my God, oh, this is another lineman. Oh, you're open. Here you go. And just dumping it off to him a bunch. And Well, and that's, and that's exactly what it looked <laughs> exactly like. What and and Matt, Matt, the only way this game gets close, and it's just my opinion, but the only way this game gets close is if Houston scores a couple garbage touchdowns or Deshaun runs something in, you know, in the last, like, minute and a half of the game or something yeah, like that. It's like 26-21. To close the gap. But, uh, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Baltimore is going to run away with this one, and I, I don't think it's going to be close by half. Cool. All righty. Moving right along here. We got the Kansas City Chiefs favored by eight and a half. Again, that eight and a half uh, line. Uh, going into their division rivals, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, total point forty seven and a half. I don't have a lot of notes on this game. Um, I think there's not a lot to talk about because I think the Chiefs just win handily. Uh, I think they cover the spread. Uh, I think the over is. I agree, hundred percent. Um, yeah, not much to talk about for me. Gav, what do you think, though? Give me the Chiefs. Um... Mahomes plus Reed equals wins. That's that's all you need to know. Yeah, well, there's nothing they're in cruise control right now. And Matt, I'm assuming you're probably in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, with with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rushing for 138 yeah, yards. Like, come on, the rich get richer. And then you got Watkins, Kelsey, and Hill. I I don't foresee this being a close game in any capacity. And they're healthy. Not many other teams can yep. say that right now. And already, it is chilly outside. Candles are lit. People are getting pumpkin spiced things, and we got good football on Sunday <laughs> night. New England Patriots, yes, we do. the resurgence of Cam Newton, traveling up to the tried and true Seattle Seahawks with Danger Russ. We got the Seahawks favored by four points, and the total points at forty-four and a half. And Gavin, you get no one to hide behind. You got to kick us off. I'm just kidding. Obviously, you came from most prepared. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. All time, all time, this bad boy is actually pretty close. The Seahawks own the record all time over the Patriots, but it's only nine to eight. 
So it makes it a little bit harder for me to pick this kind of game. Now, granted, you got to factor in some things like, you know, the Patriots are going to be traveling. Um, you know, I, in my, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, you know, the kind of week, every week is going to be different, but I'm not one to argue or bet against a guy like Russell Wilson on a primetime game. Um, you know, especially when he's playing at home in Seattle. Pete Carroll just has, for whatever reason, he's got some sort of magical concoction. First off, the fact that he's, you know, basically my grandfather's age at 70-some years old, and he moves around the way he does. And secondly, the fact that he's he's up there jumping jumping with all of his defensive players after they sack a quarterback on a, on a third and short to, you know, push him out of field goal range and force a punt. It happens every freaking time. Um yeah, give me uh, give me Seattle on Monday night. I think uh, I think it's a close game. Um, I'm willing to say um, even I'm willing to even go that New England covers the spread uh, at four plus. I am also taking Seattle. Um, New England, you know, with Cam there, definitely looks like a completely different team and. You know, judging by last week, they, they play like a different team, um, a team that went from pretty much fairly pass heavy to maybe even uh, between pass and rush is now looks very heavy on the uh, rushing side. Uh, six different rushers for 217 yards versus four receivers for only 151. Um, Cam was 75 of the 217 rushing yards. I think it's going to get to a point, ne- not necessarily in this game, or maybe it will be this game. But I think Cam's going to find out that he can't shoulder all of that burden on himself and having to scramble all the time. I do think Seattle um, is going to hold hold them down as far as the rush goes. And, Steve, you can speak to this more than I can, but I'm going to be honest, I don't really know who New England has as a receiving core anymore. Um, so I think it's just going to be Seattle. Very short list, actually. It's Enfield uh, Harry. It's uh, Julian Edelman. It is Demarius Bird. It is uh, Jacoby Myers. And then... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that this is – it's. For me as a Patriots fan, it's, it's nice that we get to see uh, very early on if this is going to be a legit team or not. I think there's going to be three tier levels that you could put for this New England Patriots season. I think tier uh, C, or like what is probably most common, is this team goes to somewhere in the realm of 500 to slightly above 500, makes it into the playoffs. Uh, It actually doesn't even win the division, um, uh, but makes it into the playoffs flirts against a a wild card team uh but ultimately just another season um cam looks good all year um but it doesn't it's not it's not a super bowl win and as a patriots fan that's not a successful season then um so it's a difference of uh standard there I think the tier B, which is kind of possible, is that New England does have a great year. Uh, this would be an indicator game right here. Uh, whether they win or lose, if they look good against this team, like we talked about, they don't have any talent at the wideout. I don't understand uh, addressing so many different positions, uh, but then just letting it be with this wide receiver core. I hear a lot of great things about Gunnar Olsowski, actually, uh, hearing Julian Edelman 2.0, um, which 
which will probably be the case because it was uh, Julian Edelman as Wes Welker 2.0. Uh, so the uh, gunner will probably be that next guy running the slot for New England. Uh, but all in all, long-winded enough. I think New England gets the win. Uh, that is a homer pick. Um, I want to see them win. I want to see them uh, pull it out. It will be a close game. I think New England will run the ball a lot again this weekend. Um, and I think that the defense does enough. You got to remember, there's a guy on that defensive side named Stephon Gilmore who is the dangerous of the defensive side. So that's my take. Uh, it is a homer take. Uh, but, Gav, that is it. Uh, we got one more here's game. A, here's a question. Here's a question for you, Steve. Sure. With that game, what what did what happens it, when uh, New England comes across this team? You know, let's just say that has a Washington level offensive line and is able to shut them down. Do they? Do they have? I mean, they, it, they have receivers, yeah. but are they good enough to perform? Yeah, yeah. It, it's healthy that is the exact game they want to play because then that'll be the stuff where they're throwing little things over the middle. Um, they're not, they're not going to beat any team downfield. I, I want and kill Harry to be uh, the guy, um, but he shows that he still has a lot of growth to go through. If he's going to be that guy, um, which is starting to kind of get doubted a little bit, unfortunately as a fan, Um but, uh, yeah, no, Jacoby Myers is a, is a good wide receiver um, at, at that job. Gunnar Oslowski is a good wide receiver at that job. Um, they're not going to – they're not going to light up any team. I, I I fear for games against teams like the Saints, where they're going to have to throw for 250 to 300. I think Cam can. It's not Cam's fault. I just like I said, I think they addressed all the wrong issues. Not all the wrong issues. They didn't go and – get anything at the wide out position to say, Hey, here is something. Um, but that also means, and they have full confidence of what they have. Um, so hopefully it turns out better than last season, but I don't, I don't think it will. Um, last game enough. here, Monday night football. We got Matt kicking us off. We got the new Orleans saints who are favored by five and a half going to, and it, th- I am correct. This is the Vegas Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders home opener. Correct. Correct. All right. 49 and a half total points going into the Death Star. What's it look like, Matt? Um, man, uh, I do think New Orleans wins this game uh, just on sheer experience alone. Uh, basically, the Saints don't have any of any super – they have good receivers, but they don't have, like, one of those all-star receivers. Um, last week, their top receiver uh, was a tight end, which was Cook. With 80 yards, Kamara was second with 51 yards, and then Thomas was 17 yards at third. That was the first person. That was the first receiver that they had that had Ankle was injury. on the in the top. Yeah, and now he's as he's out. I think he's an IR. I think. Um, so I think um, I think the big thing is just having that experience. Uh, Vegas, their top two players are rugs who got drafted this year and Josh Jacobs, who was drafted last year versus, you know, new Orleans team that I think that I can think of the earliest or the latest that somebody was drafted, I think was maybe last year, but I don't necessarily know that that's their main set of players. I think most of them, you know, cook is back in what 2000, 
15 maybe before that. I don't even remember. But they have they have experience. I think that's just what it's going to come down to. Um, I would like to see this be a close game, but I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm taking New Orleans with the experience. Lovely. All righty. My turn to hop in here. Um, I went underdog a little heavy on the four o'clock in primetime games. And that does not stop here. Um, I think John Gruden is looking forward to Monday night football. Um, he's looking to showing off for, uh, the ESPN crew. Uh, and I think that that team is ready to show off that new home. Uh, it stinks uh, that they don't get to do it in front of a, uh, a full fan. Uh, I think I saw that they will have some in attendance. Um, but, uh, Josh Jacobs uh, for being a sophomore, I think that's about the, the prime of a career. You're so young, you can eat all game long. Uh, and he did last weekend. I, I think he does again this weekend. I think I think the Raiders do enough to keep it close. Um, I think that they have uh, they take advantage of a window open is what they'll need to do. They'll need to get an interception, a fumble, take advantage of some mistake to get in front and then maintain it. It's a very difficult game plan. Uh, it, it, I can absolutely see it blow up and the Saints easily winning this thing with Drew Brees uh, taking apart that defense. But uh, I love to see great sports stories, and I would love to see uh, Johnny Gruden uh, winning one on Monday Night Football on the Vegas Raiders home opener. But, Gab, what are you thinking? Um, I am a firm believer that the Saints are a legitimate football team this year. I'm a firm believer that they're going to play spoiler in John Gruden's house party. And I'm also a firm believer that they're going to have to cancel the 30 for 30 that we have planned for them um, with winning this first game. I have the Saints. Um, I think I still think the Raiders are a couple pieces and maybe a year or two away from being a legitimate contender. I love John Gruden as a head coach. Um I love I love that he embraces what the Raiders are. He loves being a Raider, um, and that's all fine and dandy. But, yeah, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Josh Jacobs is going to be going up against a, a defensive front that is not Carolina. And Carolina drafted, I believe it was uh, three or four rookies that are getting meaningful playing time on that defense. Um, that's not New Orleans, not this week. Um, I, I think the Saints play spoiler. Uh, give me the Saints on the road. Beautiful. I love it. I love that we're picking different teams. Alrighty. We got uh, 70 minutes in here. I'm down to 10% battery. Uh, but that was the NFL. That was the full slate of games. Uh, I loved it. It went through quick. I think we'll come with some better notes next week, at least from my can- uh, standpoint. Uh, but let's quickly run through uh, the fantasy teams. Uh, I don't think... That- do, you, What's that? do you want me to... Do you want me to take a lead on that since I have the teams pulled up? I can just give projections and kind of an overview, and then we'll we'll run from there. Oh, I already have it, yeah. That's okay. I, okay. I, I had the full host notes ready to go. I put, I, gotcha. Um, right, take it. Like I said, like uh, I think there's not a lot to talk about with this. Uh, we got uh, some teams that want to know and some teams that don't want not much more to talk about. Uh, we got right. a couple of teams that are – 
projected heavily to win, uh, but most of these games are close. Uh, and I see some pieces here and there on most benches where I could see some people making some edits, uh, and then this would be kind of uh, null and void then. So uh, in the future, uh, if this happens to make it out to the league and they get to listen to it before, um, maybe that'll give them a chance to, to make some edits. However, uh, let's jump into it here. I get the first game on my docket here uh glizzies uh or no glizzy izzies um uh one and oh going up against uh, i made a mistake uh, you did you didn't pay your league fees so you're oh and one um glizzy izzies was also the, this was the heaviest favored week uh, i made a mistake actually did decent last week um but glizzy izzies is heavily favored uh and on the docket as far as turn to go first it is actually me so i'll just continue in my I take um i have glizzy izzy's winning this thing pretty easily um the only way uh, that wouldn't be the case is if a rod goes off uh and russ wilson uh for glizzy struggles uh against new england if those starting lineups stay as they are at this time um gap what are your thoughts on that matchup uh, well, it, it's funny. I actually texted uh, Glizzy's week one matchup, Vic in a box, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I told him, I said, I am so sorry because you put up 170 points and, and you know, Izzy puts up 241 on you and and, uh, and completely takes control of the league. Yeah. Um, I, felt, I felt awful for him. But uh, when you've got guys – and keep in mind, uh, Glizzy inherited this team. It, yeah, you know, we had a guy last year who who uh, who was running, who put this team together. Uh, so Glizzy Izzy fell into honestly probably the most perfect scenario with Russell Wilson, Alvin Kamara, and Josh Jacobs as his as his top guys. Throw in Thielen and Metcalf, and you got yourself a pretty damn good offense. Yep. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think as long as like you said, if Aaron Rodgers can go off, great. But when you got you know yeah, Raheem Mostert. Uh, DJ Chark and, and Devontae Parker is still questionable with his hamstring issue. Um, hopefully that doesn't hinder him to kind of make this more of a shootout kind of game. Uh, Izzy's got the uh, favor. He's actually got the highest point total projected mm-hmm. right now at 187. Yep. Um, I, will, I will also take Izzy as well. All right, Matt. Matt. We lost him. Might be being a dad right now. Can you hear me? There he is. Oh, okay. Apparently, I can't go out of out of my phone in order to do that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm taking I'm taking uh, Izzy as well. Um, with Parker doubtful. Um, I'm not necessarily sure what's going to happen. I looked at his bench. He his two backups that he can throw in that flex spot are also injured. So I don't know what he's going to have as far as that goes. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good game against the Lions, so we shall see there. But I, I think he's going to take it fairly easily. Nice. Yeah, and like I said, we'll, we'll figure out the logistics around this portion of it. I love this portion, and even the, the last portion with the betting, we added a lot there today. Um, I didn't have a chance to get all my notes together. So um, I think when we come up with a, a full uh, itinerary of things that we're going to go over, I think it'll be better mm-hmm. service. Um, but jumping into here to the second game that I have on my list, two 0-1 teams. We got Patties, a new team in the 
new owner in the team, or no, it's just new team name. Sorry, new uh, team name, new team name, uh, and then going up against the new team owner, uh, and, and and basing the whole thing around Cam Newton minus starting him. Cam's our best story. We got uh, we got Gav kicking us off this time. Gav, what are your thoughts on the two uh, winless teams going head to head this weekend? Somebody's got to win. That's the theory. Well, somebody's got to win. Um... And it kind of goes back to what our pick'em kind of looked like here. Um, I am, I'm still kind of, I'm kind of bullish on, and and you know, Patty, Patty's is owned by my brother, so uh, there's a little bit of sibling rivalry going on here. Um, I think Wentz can have a good game against the Rams. Um, obviously, McCaffrey is McCaffrey, and I think he, I think he owns Tampa Bay um, and everything that they stand for, but. Um, I really think it's going to be contingent on whether Patty's has Miles Sanders that week. Um, if if Miles Sanders is not in, he's going to have to ride guys like Mark Ingram. He might have to try and run with Peyton Barber, who we're not 100% sure if it's going to be him or Antonio Gibson. Um, Tariq Cohen has not been a, a, a reliable fantasy play, oddly enough, for being a PPR league. and, and um, Getting moved to wide yeah. And, and getting moved to wide out. Uh, I, I think one of the other issues now, um, it, it's kind of interesting. We had talked about Robinson from Jacksonville getting picked up as that rookie running back. Um, unfortunately, uh, Cam Cam Tour had to bench James Conner because James Conner hardly played at all in the Monday night opener. Well, that's why um, I traded James Conner to – for right for Josh Allen because I I, I, right. just, I I got fed up with the last season I saw it all year long and I see where I hope it doesn't go to you all year long but that's what exactly what I saw I saw James Conner walking himself over the sideline and watching the rest of the game through his visor that way so now yep. what what you might you what what Cam's revenge tour might actually want to do at some point, and it might be relatively soon, is you may have to stream him at some point with carry on Johnson, but DeAndre Swift might actually be a play, especially as a starter if he really starts adding on his touches. Doesn't drop um, the touchdown that, too. I mean he's actually got him more. Yeah, with a, with a touch, another touch. Yeah. That's a huge um, game. Long story short, just the way it's playing out, unless unless Breeze snaps against Vegas, um, I mean this this game to me is kind of a toss up. And let's not forget too, um, Jerome Baker on uh, Cam's squad, uh, eighteen and a half points as a linebacker. Get out of here! That's ridiculous. Uh, very very cool. I actually I'm I'm gonna lean towards Patties this week. Um, with McCaffrey and if Sanders is active, I actually like his wide receivers a little bit better and he's got Kittle. So let's, we'll start with that and see where it goes. Nice. All righty, Matt. Thoughts around I am taking Cam's revenge on this one. Um, I think uh, I would debate almost, you know, throwing, um, throwing Cam in as the starter over, over breeze only because of the uh, points that he's going to gain from rushing. Um, I don't think, I don't think Wentz is going to have, sorry, I don't think Wentz is going to have a great game. Um, I think he's, I, I think, like I said before, Aaron Donald is going to be that guy that kind of slows him down. Um, so I, I think, I think Cam's revenge take, takes it this week. Nice. Yeah. I, I go the same route. I, I wrote that Cam, uh, revenge or wins this game. However, 
there are some things that could break for patties like miles sanders starting uh and i, I even noted a couple of edits uh that could be made uh to the starting lineup in my opinion if i were the owner uh for patties uh to optimize but that's my opinion um moving right along here uh wrapping this uh on the second half uh I, what however you want to take on it matt um well, here, we'll do it this way, actually. Matt, you get to kick us off for Gavin's game. Uh, the Stonecutters at 1-0 go in and uh, look to beat up on Blue Mountain State, who are also 1-0. Uh, but uh, this is the lowest scoring game of the week uh, in terms of projected, but there are edits to be made on either side of the ball, uh, it seems, still for some starters. we got a lot of questionable wide receivers uh, for the Stonecutters, I'm sure that we've already been aware of that um but yeah which uh which seems getting that 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 really statement two and oh win i'm legit uh and who sits at one on one next week trying to figure out uh where do we go from here are we a legit squad or we got to put some more pieces together before this is something we can talk about um i'm taking i'm taking stone cutter um i think I think Juju is going to have a good game this week against Denver. Um, I do think it'll be that, you know, that shootout kind of game, uh, that high-scoring game. Um, I think the big question, though, for me is going to be, how does Deshaun Watson do against Baltimore? Um, If he does well, cool. If he doesn't do well, then there's going to be some some other issues that come into play. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking Stonecutter. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I wrote the almost the same stuff. I wrote that. Uh, I, uh, well, I wrote this first. Uh, a lot of players who pooped the bed in week one um, for both <laughs> teams because that was kind of the story for both Blue Mountain and Stone Cutters. There were a lot of guys mm-hmm. that should have scored uh, fifteen plus, and a lot of guys that were like seven and underneath that were like, "Ooh, that, you really you did that?" Okay, so uh, I don't think they'll follow up those performances. Uh, like I noted there in the intro, the questionables on the wide receivers have got to be giving Gavin some indigestion this week. It is for me when I was going through these picks, uh, but I picked stone cutters uh, on the hope that those wide receivers are healthy uh, and those guys that uh, poop the bed uh, clean up the poop uh and sleep tightly tonight so gav uh do you want to pick uh, your own game i'm not gonna actually pick on this game because it is my own team so naturally i'm going to want to favor my own side but i will i will kind of give some insight um it you know matt you had referenced the deshaun Watson versus baltimore play i think that's going to be arguably the hardest decision i have to make uh because my backups being kirk cousins at indy or daniel jones at chicago so um both of my backups are on the road um, I'm not really confident in either one of those two. If I had to lean towards one over the other, based on what I saw from this past week, probably Kirk Cousins over in uh, over in Indy, um, over Daniel Jones in Chicago. Uh, but that being said, Deshaun Watson looked horrible for three quarters and goes out and scores 38 points in the first week because of his legs. So I have a hard time taking something like that, like that away now. Switch to the other side. Let's take a, you know, and by the way, Blue Mountain State is probably the greatest team name that you could ever think of if you're 15 years old. He's not. He's 25. <laughs> um, but this has also been my best friend since we were nine years old. So I got to give him a, a little bit of a little bit of dirt for it. Um, 
you know, I'm kind of looking at his matchup, and he and I have been talking about our rosters back and forth for months, probably since the season ended. We've been going back and forth. And I'm just looking at his running back situation. He's got, you know, I'm not even going to go into his starters first, but he's got, you know, Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard, on Johnson, Benny Snell. He picked up Miles Gaskins this morning. Now let's go to his starters. Aaron Jones, who he traded Lamar Jackson for, and get this, Frank Gore is another starter. Uh, yeah. In our in our start two starting running back league, um, at this point, you know, I'm looking at my wide receivers. I have John Brown. I have Juju. Um, I'm also, I also have Mike Evans sitting on my bench against Carolina. Um, questionable. You no, know, he's questionable. <laughs> but then, what wide receiver do I have that is no, questionable no, no, no. right now? Um, yeah, uh, you know, it, I I think this is going to be. Uh, another one of those games. Now I played Cam's Revenge Tour last week, and at the start of Monday Night Football, it was a 153 to 150 game, and I was stressed out beyond belief. I thought I was losing my hair, so I feel like this is going to be another one of those weeks yeah. where I run into that issue. But all in all, I'm excited to to play because this is actually a championship matchup from this, le- yeah. this past season. Yep. Yep. I, had, so, I had it listed yep. as the uh, fantasy football game of the week. And uh, Blue Mountain State, um, their only reason why they're one to know is because he technically yep. lost to the guy who didn't pay, but he gets the win <laughs> because of the guy not paying. So, uh, which I assume he's paid at this point, Semantics. correct? He has he has paid. We are, we are okay, order good. In the court. Order in the court. <laughs> one to know, Gavin. All right, I'm just throwing it out there. It's just a <laughs> nugget for the people at home. Gavin, you can continue the talk. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move into my game next. Uh, so it doesn't make sense for me to speak about myself. Uh, we got the 0-1 flex offenders. Uh, can't start the right people going up against, hey, if there is a carbon copy of flex offender, it is Mike Vick in a box. Steve and Nick have been running this league uh, pretty much hand-in-hand, figuring things out together. Uh, they're both 0-1. Uh, they both run the teams very similar. Both start guys who need to be uh, on the bench and bench guys who need to be started. Hopefully both of those two can figure it out. Uh, I'm obviously rooting for one of those two to figure it out a little bit more than the other one. Uh, but without further ado, uh, Gav, how are you feeling about that matchup? These rosters are so much fun to look at. I love looking at these rosters because I look at Vic in a box and he's got a, a 33, 34-year-old Matt Ryan who still goes out and leads the league in scoring after week one. He led the entire league in, yep. in passing yards all last year he's got Clyde Edwards Hilary he's paired it with Julio Jones he just picked up uh he just picked up Gage who had a himself a pretty decent game this past week so um but then again I look at the consistency on the other side with flex offender I've got uh you know I'm taking a look at David Johnson Austin Eckler as a PPR play Eckler might have to be you might have to look at trading at some point to see if you can't pick up his handcuff in, in Joshua Kelly. Cause it looks like Kelly might be getting some serious touches. Yeah. Um, I, I love Miller in Chicago. I think he's, he's a great player. Um, long story short, this game's a toss up uh, for me. Um, Steve, I love you, buddy. You're but uh, I, I think, I think Vic's got, I think Vic's got the edge in scoring. Um, you know, it's Matt Ryan against a good Dallas defense. He's probably going to throw three touchdowns and have a pick. That's that game's more of a shootout for me. But uh, I think I think some of these other games are going to score a little higher for him. Yep, I know. Like I said, I agree 100. Um, percent 
with that shootout game, that's what the that's the only thing that's holding me back from starting Josh Allen. I went in this uh I traded for Josh Allen this offseason. Uh I have high hopes for him. I think that he can be kind of in that same and don't do not misconstrue this. I think he can put up numbers that are the same idea as Lamar Jackson. Not the same numbers, not in the same stratosphere, but he can do it on the ground and with his arm. And I think he can do it with his arm to kind of a more explosive extent than Lamar. It's just the team just around not at him. the volume. And, and, and it's his brain sometimes. You see him just going absolute gunslinger, um, making decisions that you're, like, scratching your head. But he's exciting to watch. He's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, Dak, he's just got so many weapons around him. He just, like, you're like, oh, he's got to be able to figure this out for sure. Um, but, Matt, what, what are you thinking about, uh, about Nick and I's matchup this weekend? So, I'm taking your team – on the contingency that Josh Allen is your starter. Cause I think he's going <laughs> yeah. to feast against Miami. Yeah, um, I think he's going to take control. Um, now the, the one thing that does concern me is, um, is having Edwards Hilaire on the other side. That's going to be your offensive rookie of the year. I guarantee it. I think he's going to put up numbers again this week, but I, I think Josh Allen is the play. I think that's who I would start if I owned the team. And I'm riding that high from last week and against a, a terrible, terrible Miami team. Love it. Alrighty. The last matchup. I will start it off. It is the England Loyalists who got a 1-0 and start on their season by beating up me, Flex Offender, uh, going up against a team that I think collectively would be like the Dallas Cowboys of our fantasy football league they have a lot of players they make a lot of transactions but god we all hate them um so here's, right. here's the real question though before before we get into it which which nfl team has seven started has seven quarterbacks on their team uh the 2010 philadelphia eagles with vince young Mike Vick. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the right answer did i get that right um, there's nothing right about that <laughs> Alrighty, we're all tired. That makes sense. Um, last one here. We got the England Loyalists against Torrens team. Um, I wrote that it is so close to call in so many areas, but I'm going to give it, and I'm keeping this one short. I'm tired. Uh, I'm giving the edge to Matt, uh, the England Loyalists, because I don't know if there's a better three-headed running back committee in our league than Matt. And when I saw it for the first time when I played him, uh, kind of like I had him all off season. I was like looking at, it and I was like, that just sucks to look at, like to have to go up and know that those guys. And it wasn't even those guys that that beat me uh, last week. It was it was uh, outstanding play from some players. Uh, that you wouldn't have expected. So I think Matt will get that. One and only Calvin Ridley, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think that'll be the case again this weekend. I think Calvin Ridley will have another great game. Um, But I think those running backs, uh, Zeke especially, um, like I said, I I lean to the narrative that the Cowboys have more of a running game. Uh, Let Zeke uh, control the game. And therefore, I think Matt gets the the fantasy win. Uh, Winning goes to 2-0 in our half of the division. I'm not too happy about it, but that is what it is. Gab, what are your thoughts? 
I'm going to go the opposite direction. Ooh, I, I think this. we're just picking the opposite. This is great. Lamar Jackson is uh, he's projected forty, a little under forty-two and a half points. I think he blows oh, that projection out of the water yeah. against the, yeah. against the Houston team. Um, I'm also a little upset now. Now Torrent, let, and let me get this out of the way now. Uh, the only thing worse than a Blue Mountain State football team name is the <laughs> fact that someone names their team after themselves. <laughs> Torrent. Um, <laughs> So let me get that out of the way. We've got some real creative suckers in this league, but uh, um, we'll line up like Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook. And, oh, by the way, I tried to pick up this player, and I mentioned him earlier. I tried to pick him up on the waiver wire for a whopping $5. Uh, Torin shelled out, and he and he gave him he gave him 7 bucks and brought him in uh, for his roster. It's Naheem Hines. Yeah. Um, With Matt going so, down, that's a great pickup. I got Taylor. He's not going to be on the taxi squad much longer. Um, nope. But... Naheem Hines, uh, actually, believe it or not, yesterday, Torn, or as a result of today, Torrance spent nearly uh, 20% of his allotted budget for the waiver wire in week two. So um, he's got Tariq Hill. He's got Devontae Adams. Uh, Matt, I love you, buddy. But Torrance got some Sorry. firepower on this team, uh, especially after trading Aaron Jones to uh, uh, Blue Mountain State for Lamar Jackson. I think that that – Kind of, I think it's going to put Torn over the hump. He was the sixth seed last year. He barely squeaked in at six and seven, and ended up uh, ended up making some serious impact moves. Um, not only from the off season, but uh, you know, evidently through the first the first week and having to keep up with all those transactions. <laughs> I took a look at his cap today. He's got seventy five million in cap space, and I I double and triple checked that. So that's yeah. So he's got he's got some room to move some stuff around, but. Uh, I felt like I had a lot at thirty-five million. Yeah, 70, <laughs> before I picked up Doff. Seventy-five million, Matt. Is there any? Uh, no, any I, I mean playing? I. I think I think I like my my Zeke Zeke versus. I like my Zeke versus the Falcons. I like Henry versus Jacksonville. Um, I'm I'm hoping that Hill they continue to follow the same philosophy of let's throw the ball to four different people. Um, cause that's what they did last week. Um, so I'm hoping Hill stays at that 46, 46, uh, total yards last week, uh, mm-hmm. like he did last week. But yeah, I, I think this is going to be a very close one. I'm not confident a hundred percent. And Matt, I'll tell you this much it with, with, uh, going back to that Dallas Atlanta game. Um, if you get Matt Ryan throwing the ball 54 times like he did the previous week for as many yards as yep. what he does, you're looking at a lot of incompletions on top of that too. Um, I like Dallas's defense a little bit better than, than uh, Atlanta's previous matchup. So if they can force some incompletions, it's going to give more touches to Zeke, and I think it's going to make a difference. So you could you could close the gap and make this thing close, but uh, a lot of stuff's got to fall, fall into place. And uh, welcome to fantasy. That's how it works. What I really need to happen is I need I need uh, the Mixon to figure out their offensive <laughs> offensive line so he can actually do something. Uh, those those poor guys need to figure out more than just the offensive line and Cincy. But we'll see that on on uh, tomorrow night's game. Reggie Bullock. All right, <laughs> that's it. That was everything. Um, I know we wanted to go over any surefire bets. Um, like I said, the only one I had – so the way I'm going to take this for, for the weeks going forward, unless we change, um, is I'm going to give you the bet I'm taking, uh, like money I'm putting down uh, for now, and then if anything changes over the week. And obviously I'm going to put money on anything that we uh, consensus agreed on. So that means I'll be putting money on the bills. 
the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Packers, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Kansas City Chiefs. We went eight out of 16 games where we agreed on fully, uh, and the other eight we did not agree across the board, so those would be the eight if you want to put money on. Uh, my surefire bet, um, again, going on to that 52-point over-underscore for the Ravens-Texans, I know it's a high dollar amount. I mean, a high point amount at 52. It is the uh, second highest of the week um, to the Falcons' Cowboys, but I think that you're going to see a lot of fun. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of running, a lot of uh, throwing, uh, just a lot of touchdowns. And like Gavin was saying there, the only way the Texans make it, quote, look close is like a garbage time touchdown when the Ravens are on the sideline taking pictures of each other and everything like that. I see this game getting uh, well north. And then the fact that it is uh, on the plus side of betting uh, just always makes it fun because then you, uh, you get to see a nice little amount back. So I'll be taking that over of that game. I'm taking, I'm taking the 49ers at the whatever it is now. Minus, what was it? Minus eight. Minus eight. I'm taking the Niners at minus eight. I just can't. There's no way. I can't see That's it not happening. They moved. They moved. They're I minus think, seven now. Minus seven? Oh, I'm yep. definitely taking it then. Yep. Um, the one that I is. am, yep. The one that I am, you know, gonna put myself on, but I know we didn't agree on. I'm taking the bank that Bengals at the what is it plus whatever it is now. To but when I looked it up, I, no, I, I put that the uh, Bengals cover the spread. Cleveland wins, but the Bengals cover the spread. That I don't. Oh, think, okay. I don't think Cleveland beats yeah. them. Well, uh, Gavin said it got to six and a half. I don't think Cleveland beats them by a touchdown or more. I think it, it's a field goal game at best. Twenty-four, mm-hmm. twenty-one. I'm taking the Bengals outright. I'm taking Bengals outright, and I'm definitely taking the spread. Obviously, yeah. Do you, do, would you would you say cover Bengals cover spread there? Yes, I'm saying Bengals cover the spread at plus right. six and a half. I think another, it's a three or four. We got another bet point. we agree on. Um, and then the other big one that uh, I, I there's a couple there's a couple interesting I, ones I that I think are worth seven. watching. Do we, do we agree mm-hmm. on the over on the Texans Baltimore game? I will. I'm not going to agree on the over/under, but I'll take the spread. I'll take Baltimore at minus seven. Okay, I'll switch to that. Yeah, I take Baltimore minus seven. I think Baltimore, Baltimore minus seven. I think it'll be a close one. game, but I think I think there will be a garbage touchdown at the end just to push cool. it farther. All right, I'll, one, I'll switch to that. Yeah, and the other one that I got kind of interested in was going to be Washington at Arizona, but I think uh, I think Cardinals at minus six and a half is is going to yep. be. Yeah. Another good one. So, all right. So, if you want to go straight pick them, we got the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Packers, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Chiefs. If you want to go outside of that, uh, we're looking at the 49ers to cover the spread of seven, the Bengals to cover the spread of six and a half, the Baltimore Ravens to cover the spread of uh, seven, uh, and the Cardinals to cover the spread of six and a half. That's all I have for tonight.